This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.08 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Lynn. First up, the results of the Padang Sarai Parliamentary seat and the Tioman State seat. Yeah, so yesterday uh, they headed to the polls, the numbers are out, and this is how things fell. So, um, Perikatan Nationals Dato Azman Nasruddin won the Padang Sarai parliamentary seat with a huge majority, 16,260, um, defeating Pakatan Harapan's Dr. Mohamed Sofi Razak. Uh, this ends PKR's dominance in the past three elections since 2008, and um, the, the majority was so large that actually a number of the the other candidates lost their deposits. Um, so the Padang Sarai parliamentary seat was previously held by PHS M. Karupaya, who passed away shortly before polling day. Uh, and what this amounts to, at least on a state level, is that Perikatan National now has 14 seats in Kedah and Pakatan Harapan only one. Now, over in Tioman, uh, things swung the other way, but the margins were pretty narrow. Yeah, so Barisan National did manage to retain the state seat with uh, 8,080 votes, uh, which is 573 ahead of Perikatan National's candidate, Nor Idayu Hashim. Um, but as you can see, that's a pretty small margin. And um, the Tioman election was, of course, postponed because of the death of PN candidate Mohamed Yunus Ramli just hours before polling began on the 19th of November. Um, all of this, um, needless to say, has elicited a reaction from PN chairman Tan Sri Muhyiddin Yassin, who... Um, is talking about his coalition's big win in Padang Sarai as well as the the very narrow margin in Tioman as proof that people are not necessarily in favour of the BNPH Pact um, and the unity government. So I think some of what uh, Tan Sri Muhyiddin Yassin is talking about is uh, falls well within what you would expect to see from a... Uh, from a political leader in the wake of these sorts of results and others veer somewhat dangerous. So uh, firstly, he said that uh, in his view, people shifted their votes to his coalition out of disappointment with the lies by Pakatan Harapan and Barisan national leaders while campaigning during GE15. He went on to call them the biggest electoral fraud ever, uh, saying that these poll results are therefore a clear sign that people do not approve of PH and BN's actions. So um, I, I... I think we have seen in other countries the perpetuating of electoral fraud and the the casting of aspersions over the validity of results. Uh, You know, we've seen how that can go. We've seen how dangerous that can be. So I think that maybe is a discussion for another day. But largely, this continues um, the geopolitical divide that we're seeing in the country, right, in which there is a relatively relatively clear split uh, along the peninsula in terms of who holds what and by how much. Yeah, so as you said earlier, Perikatan National now has 14 seats in Kedah, Pakatan Harpan only one. I think it's also worth pointing out that the Padang Sarai seat has actually been held by PKR uh, for the past three elections since 2008. So this is actually a pretty big win for Perikatan National um, and does indicate um, a certain direction, right, that the northern states are seeming to vote in. And uh, we are going to try and understand what these results mean and, and in a larger sense, um, what it might say in terms of what voters want, in terms of the divides within the country as well. 
well. Let us know. We are talking about the Padang Serai and Tioman election results. What do you think? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, WhatsApp, or send us a voice note zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. After this, we'll be joined by Dr. James Chin, Professor of Asian Studies at the University of Tasmania. So keep it here, BFM eighty nine point nine. Bodacious, fabulous minds, BFM eighty nine point nine, the business station. It is 5.16, just coming up to 5.17 actually, and we are talking about, uh, you're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Lynn, and we're talking about the Padang Sarai parliamentary seat and Tioman state seat election results. Uh, just to recap, uh, the polls uh, when, uh, the, the poll results came out yesterday and PN won in Padang Sarai um, with a huge majority. Meanwhile, BN retained the seat in Tioman, but with a very, very slim majority with PN candidate uh, losing just by 573 votes. So all of this, of course, indicating um, uh, uh, increase uh, in support for Perikata National, particularly in the northern states. So we've been asking you, what do you think of these results? You can call 77332900, WhatsApp or send us a voice note 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. We do have some messages. Yes. So I'd like to start with uh, two messages that coincidentally seem to be arguing or, or rather presenting opposing arguments that came in at almost the same time, actually. So Dr. R.K. says, The Padang Sarai landslide for PN is no indictment of the new government, which is hardly two weeks old. It's just an indication of the popularity of PN in the north of Malaysia and the east coast, and that will wane as well. Meanwhile, Raja says, Pematang Pao since 1982 also can fall to PN, apalagi Padang Sarai. PN has risen to power, and in the next election, it's going to be an uphill task for PH and BN, as almost all the seats in the peninsula are Malay majority seats. So two very contrasting opinions. And I think what I what I especially enjoy about this is uh is well, what gives me deep anxiety in real life um is is nice for this because I, I think that the the fact is the grounds and alliances and um allegiances politically in our country are shifting really, really rapidly. And it's difficult, therefore. Um, I, I don't think we're going to come up with a conclusive answer in the next month or next year, maybe even, about why it is that the green wave has gained in prominence. You know, we, we need to give time for the academics and the people who are actually on the ground to do those studies, to come up with those numbers and to actually crunch them and come up with theories or with hypotheses or, or just to look at why, right? Right now, all we have are the facts of where the elections have gone, where the seats have gone, and from there we can pull certain um, certain conclusions. And even from those numbers, you can get to such wildly contrasting it doesn't mean anything versus it means everything. No, it is it is interesting, right? And of course, someone who is in a position of being the Perikatha National Chairman, i.e. Tan Sri Muhyiddin Yassin, would um, choose to interpret these results in a very particular way. Um, however, I think to Raja's point about um, seats like Pematang Pao falling to PN, um, that does represent, I think, a, a fairly... Um, a fairly legitimate concern amongst even Pakatan Harapan supporters that the parties haven't been doing enough to shore up support in um, states that they maybe didn't see as priorities until very recently, um, or perhaps not doing enough to address um, particular kinds of concerns, um, particular kinds of communal concerns that have been emerging in the last few years. Um, and, and maybe this is a lesson to be taken to the next election polls and to factor into how they campaign. 
Yeah, uh, I absolutely agree with that. I think this question of, well, did they turun padang is something that has mm. been coming up an awful lot. Um, alongside that, though, I, I wanted to also offer the other thing that has been coming up in headlines, which is budget um, and how much budget, uh, electoral budget, communications budget, um, you know, some coalitions appear to have, which is more than others. So that that question, I think, of running not just an effective campaign, but also potentially one that has a wider reach because of the budget available to them is something that I think people are continuing to explore. So Cheryl says the coming slang or state election will be a better indicator about how the public feels when it comes to the Pakatan coalition government and about if the PM make the right made the right call for his cabinet lineup, really looking forward to it. Looking forward to an yes. election? <laughs> Perish the thought. Yesterday, no one wanted more elections. I know. I was going to say this is such a refreshing change of tone because yesterday it was just never again. <laughs> you know, give us all of the five years. I cannot wait um, You know, to not vote. Whereas, uh, Cheryl, I think that, you know, I suspect a lot of people actually do feel like you, though, because the Selangor State election is around the corner. And exactly for all these reasons, people are watching it quite quite closely. There's also the question of whether... Um, whether Slango is still as much of a stronghold um, for the former opposition, Pakatan Harapan, as it used to be. So Melvin says, Perikatan national leaders should start playing an effective opposition and accept that PN failed to make a government. Tan Sri Muhyiddin Yassin's st- statement is right off the Trump playbook after he lost to Biden. Um, I've seen that comparison come up a fair amount in, in recent weeks. Uh, but I do agree that actually, um, we, it's the thing that even BN was saying before the unity government was formed, right? Uh, we forget how important it is for there to be a strong opposition in parliament and whether or not you're a supporter of Perikata National, if they do stand by their ideals, I think that's one way in which to make their voice heard. Yes. So, Melvin, I think both your points are really interesting. Um, I agree that this idea of having an effective opposition is really key. Uh, I would also like to say at this point that Perikata National has maintained all this while that they would have, uh, they would put forward a shadow cabinet. So I think mm. in this role, in playing this role as a strong opposition, um, it, it cannot necessarily be just to to rebut and rebuff, right? At a certain point, part of being an effective opposition, and this was a failing, it's, it's not as if Pakatan Harapan managed to put out a shadow cabinet when they were in opposition either, but part of playing this role effectively is to do the things that are expected of you uh, to counter that narrative and have that shadow cabinet rather than Rather than, to your second point, uh, I think cast dispersions about the electoral process, which I really, I truly believe is a dangerous precedent. Arvind says, PN is gaining traction and popularity among Malay voters. Uh, even Putrajaya could fall to PN. I think DAP needs a transformation and reform that may change the scenario in GE16. Arvind, I'm interested as to why you think DAP needs a transformation. It's specifically, right? Yes. Um, I, I think that... Um, I think that if we look at the political narratives and uh, the ways in which the ways in which PASS, for instance, have uh, specifically kind of put out, or Paikata National as a whole, um, have specifically put out communications targeting DAP and Malaysian Chinese, then that's that's one narrative from that side. Whether that needs to result in a reform from the party. Parties that have been targeted by that, I think, is quite another thing. Unless there are other reasons uh, that you're bringing up DAP in particular, in which case, please get back in touch. Very curious. 
Keep those thoughts coming. We are talking about the Teoman and Padang Sarai election results. What do you make of them? You can call us, double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp, 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. So keep it here, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.